0: Welcome to the first session of The Porch in 2024, but as always, this is where we get back to basics, the red-letter basics, studying the Word of God, focusing on the Book of Acts Church to see how the early church served the Lord, to follow their example. To do that, we take a deeper look into their service and how they did things, because our desire has always been to find and restore the priesthood of the believer and regain the world-shaking influence that the early church, the original church, had. We don't water it down. We take Scripture as it's written. We dig deeper, and we find the church the Lord intended, not the one that man created, because we believe that the church, excuse me, that was easy for me to say, that the church age is not over. What happened in the upper room is as much for today as it was on the day of Pentecost. If you believe that, if you know that and you want more in your spiritual walk, especially in the days ahead, if you want a closer, more intimate walk with Yeshua, with Jesus of Nazareth, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, the Messiah, then join us on this journey as we continue our work getting back to the basics. If you have any questions, go to firefalltalkradio.com. Use the contact button. You can email us directly at the porch at firefalltalkradio.com. If you want to support what we do, there are ways to do so on the main page for firefalltalkradio.com. At the bottom, there are multiple ways to do that. If you need more information, just reach out. We'll be glad to answer any questions you may have. We appreciate the support and encouragement that we get. We're thankful for it. We count on it. Welcome to all of our listeners from the various streaming platforms. Wherever you listen to us from, please subscribe and please let us know. Recently, I had to make some changes, and I went to Apple Podcasts, and there were reviews and comments there that Apple didn't notify me of. So now I've got to go to Google and Spotify and our iHeartRadio to see um, some of the wonderful comments that you've left if you've left them at any of those places i didn't ignore you i just didn't know and i am greatly appreciative of of the comments i've read and i will continue to stay the course and live up to it if you need prayer you want prayer just let us know reach out we care about you the community cares about you and subscribe any any place you listen uh, the places on social media: Facebook, Instagram, and X, the X Twitter. Um, there are links on the main page for FirefallTalkRadio.com to all of those things: social media and the streaming platforms. I've asked for prayer for recent expenses. I decided not to do the list I was going to make and the links. I may, I may send out, you know, private emails. I don't know. I just don't like doing it. Um. It's not a pride issue. I just know how it's been abused. And the people I tend to attract are the people that have been abused and that aren't looking to have their ears tickled. Usually heavy donors don't want to be told about sin and conviction and all those things. So just pray that God would inspire somebody he has blessed to bless us. If you're a part of our aerial support, We really need you. Uh, Tonight almost didn't happen. You may hear my voice. I'm struggling. Uh, This morning, something hit me after I had finished the main Bible study. Something hit me, put me down for a little while. I thought I'm going to cancel, and then I realized, you know what? I don't cancel Bible studies. I just don't do it, and I won't do it. So here we are. So, you know, I may I may have to mute a couple of times. And, and if I have to leave the room and you hear dead air, just hang in there. I'll be back. I'll edit it out later. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Happy New Year, 2024. Even though it's not the real New Year in God's calendar, we live by it. Changes are happening at Firefall Talk Radio. Some of it you see in the logo and the banners. Uh, The website's being updated, and there are more to come. But I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not so sure of some of it right now. I like the logo. Very cutting edge, very up to date. I liked it when I made it, but I keep looking at the old one and and how familiar it is and back to basics. So you let me know what you think, and then I will pray about it, and we'll figure it out. Let's praise him. A, that I'm here, that you're here. 2024, we're here. Praise him. Praise him for his love, for his grace, his mercy, his salvation. I do. I shouldn't be here, but I am because of him. He gave me a home. He gave me back my wife, my sons, and gave me daughter-in-laws and a grandson and all the furry kids we've had and the ones we have right now. And Everything that I have comes from him. Everything. Praise Him for His protection. Yeah, sometimes infirmity gets through. Sometimes the enemy gets through. But you know what? It's a momentary blip in the battle. They, they don't get a victory. It's just a momentary thing. We press on. We stand strong. We praise Him. Praise Him for this ministry that He allows me to work, His ministry. I praise Him for you. I really do. Some of you I've gotten to know very well over all these years since uh, March of 2010, I think May is when we went on the air with Blog Talk Radio. That's a long time, and some of you become family. And I want to get to know more of you. Please reach out and communicate with me. I will definitely respond, and um, I'd like to get to know you all a little better. Not y'all, you all. And sometime soon, I'm hoping we can get somebody to sponsor an event somewhere midway that we can all go to. You know, I just praise Him. Praise Him that I'm here. That I'm a born-again, renewed spirit man and that He loves me and I love Him. I praise Him for the signs. Signs of the times that I can understand them, discern them, and react to them because I believe the King's coming. The King is coming. Creation groans for the return of the King. I do. I know many of you do, hopefully all of you do. I praise him for the coming kingdom, which we've been talking about, and that new Jerusalem. The scripture always resonates with me, Revelation twenty-two, seventeen. and the Spirit and the Bride say, Come. Let him who hears say, Come. Let him who thirsts say, Come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. Maranatha, come. Come, out now, Yeshua, come. Let's pray pray for Israel and the peace of Jerusalem. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Peace be within your walls, prosperity within your palaces. For the sake of my brethren and companions, I will now say, peace be within you. That's scripture, Psalm 122, verses 6 through 8. The Lord says, pray for peace of Jerusalem. So don't give me your politics and don't give me any of this replacement theology. Stick with the word. And I I stand with and support Israel, which is why I pray for the remaining 132 hostages, 20 bodies that still remain in Gaza that refuse to give them up. I pray for the people of Gaza, suffering because of the actions and control of Hamas. The official death toll for the Christmas Day attack on Christians in Nigeria has risen to 198 in 20 villages, many of It occurred during Christmas celebrations. Don't forget your brothers and sisters around the world. Pray for the fatherless and the widows, the innocents, the victims, the martyrs, those that are victims of injustice. I pray for divine wholeness, health, and healing in me, in my wife, my family, and every one of you. Yes, things do happen, but you know what? I praise him, and I believe that I am healed, and I'm just waiting for the manifestation of it. Let's get back to our divine design. We have a job to do. So all who are struggling right now or in mind, body, soul, or spirit, I pray for you from my heart and soul. In the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah, be healed, be whole in his name. I pray for protection, the Psalm 91 covering, being in effect for each and every one of us. I pray for the fire of the Holy Spirit to fill us and inspire us to do what needs to be done. For the remnant to wake up, rise up, answer the call to action, which is what we're talking about tonight and maybe in the foreseeable future. Pray for those that have been called to bless, to bless and be a blessing so that we can be a blessing and create this flow of provision and help take care of one another and fund other ministries and do all the things that we've talked about all these years. Let's get our prayers going. Have you ever—I have considered—I pray every day with with Larry— Maybe creating a way we can all pray together, interact, whether through Zoom or some other way. If you would be interested in a prayer meeting in in which you would participate, please let me know. Write to us. But combined prayer puts the entire demonic armies to flight. Holy Spirit-filled, powerful throne room prayers. That we are protected and covered during this very dangerous, supernaturally active time the enemy is active, we need to get active. We need to push back. We need to take a stand. Let's get aggressive in our prayer life against the schemes of the falling. fallen. that They're falling too, uh, confronting the enemy with confidence, purpose, and power. I pray that you be edified and encouraged. I pray that we can operate efficiently in this calling exposing the enemy, seeking the lost, helping the dying, those in bondage, and destroying the works of what the enemy has done and will do. So, Father, do whatever you want to do. You've done it with the cross. You did it with Yeshua. You've undone in our spirits what happened in the garden. We just wait for the body to participate. We love you, Abba. Abba, Father, we love you, and we know that you love us. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Adonai, for the cross, for the blood, for paying the price of our sins so that we could be reconciled to the Father. Thank you for sending the Holy Spirit to walk with us and to teach us and encourage us and empower us to do what you need done. So have your way, Holy Spirit, this night. In everything I say and everything we do, touch the children, Lord. Touch your children. Touch them and change them. In Yeshua's name, if you agree with me, just say amen. are proprietary information except where noted the information comes from outside sources. The combination of that information, the matter presented, is exclusive, cannot be repeated or used without permission. The date of this broadcast serves as the registered date of the following information. C.S. Lewis says, don't shine so that others can see you. Shine so that through you others can see Him. That others can see the Lord. That's what we're talking about. Let it shine. Over the weekend, I one of the changes is more videos and more teachings. Um, filming some of the redoing some of the seminars I've done, the powerpoints, bringing them up to date, and putting them online. And originally, what I was just going to do, I was going to take the audio from the two clips that are on YouTube. There are links in the description. If you haven't seen them, you can. If you have, you're going to hear the audio again and the idea was to just take the audio, maybe do a little porch light, a quick little thing and um, move on. Well, guess what? Spirit came. He wanted to talk. He had things to say. So let's play the audio clip to bring you up to date if you have or haven't heard it. And then I'll come back and we'll follow up. Here we go. Hey there. Taking you for ride with me. I just went to the store and I had something I want to share with you for the end of 2023. Back in 1995, the Lord used me to give a word at an Episcopal church and the word was stop cursing the darkness and praise the light. You know, we can get real upset about what the enemy's doing and the ugliness in the world and all the demonic activity, but The enemy's doing their job, the church hasn't done theirs. Darkness is simply the absence of light. It has no power in and of itself. It can't do anything unless there's no light present. If we did our job, the enemy wouldn't be able to do theirs. But the enemy's made the church reactive instead of proactive. And we need to get proactive and put the enemy back on its heels. And to do that, we shine the light. We share the gospel. Yeshua said that he was the light of the world and that he's given us the light of life so that we can represent him in this fallen, dark world under the control of the enemy, under the control of Satan. Now, we know that won't always be the case, and we look forward for that day. But until then, we need to shine the light. We're coming to the end of the Gregorian calendar, and yes, that's what this is. This isn't God's calendar, but it's the one we live by. And there are going to be a lot of people looking to make resolutions for the new year. Well, how about you help them make the resolution to live in the light by showing them the truth about who Yeshua, who Jesus is. And to do that, we must resolve to live out the Great Commission, to do what we were called to do, to set the captives free and be like Him. As we end this year, do I expect 2024 to be bad? Absolutely. I expect it to be incredibly dark. But that means we get to shine even brighter. We get to be what He needs us to be at a time the world needs us to be that the most. I bless you in the name of Yeshua. And in 2024, we're going to shine the light. We're going to be just what he needs us to be. God bless. I want to follow up the video I did yesterday. Did it while I was driving, spontaneous, came right from the heart. There's some things I left out. So this is our New Year's Day word. And as I said yesterday, darkness has no power in and of itself. It is simply the absence of light. And the powers of darkness would argue with me. And I've had people online, Satanists and Wiccans and whoever, argue with me. But the fact is, anybody who does what I do knows who has the power. And the power comes from the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And he is the light. He's the light of the world. He is the one that holds it all together. He's the one that spoke them into existence. So darkness has no power. Accept what we give it. And we give it power by not doing our job. As I said, the church has been reactive instead of proactive. And we should be proactive. We should be out there sharing the gospel, setting the captives free, shining the light into the darkness, and putting the enemy on its heels. But we haven't been doing that for a very long time. The Book of Acts church did it, and they shook the world. And then the enemy infiltrated the church and took over the church. And here we are, 2024, and we're still playing catch-up. We're still being defensive. And if you're reactive instead of proactive, you're going to be focused on the enemy and not on the people. And that's where the victory comes from. You want to defeat the powers of darkness and take back a principality? Do it one person at a time. And then help them do it. And then keep doing it until the next thing you know We've taken a whole principality. We've plundered their goods one person at a time. By doing it their way, we've not been obedient to the King of kings and Lord of lords, who said to go make disciples of all people, men, women, whoever would call upon the name of the Lord would be saved. And the way to do that, as I mentioned, is to shine his light. Matthew five fourteen and 16, Yeshua said, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. Instead, they put it on a lamp stand, so it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, so that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Because he is the light of the world, John 8, 12. And whoever follows him shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of of life, And yet the darkness has grown, and the light has dimmed. There are many of us that are trying to shine the light, but we need more. We need more candles. We need more beacons. And we must change in 2024, because the enemy knows the time. We need to know the time. We need to respond accordingly. And I believe that the Lord's about to change things himself. 1 Peter 4, 7, But the end of all things is at at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. Peter wrote that a very long time ago, and here we are. It applies to now, just like it did then, and it's gotten progressively worse. But later on in 1 Peter 4, verse 17, he says, For time has come, for the time has come, for judgment to begin at the house of the Lord. And if it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? Now, if the righteous one is scarcely saved, where will the ungodly and the sinner appear? I'm pretty passionate about this. And it's not because I want to bash the church. I want the church to rise up. I want it to be what we were supposed to be. I'm tired of watching the enemy plunder the goods, plunder our family, our children, our loved ones, destroying marriages. I'm tired of seeing the wolves steal the sheep and there aren't enough sheepdogs that are willing to go out and get them back. So why would judgment begin at the house of God? Because we are supposed to know better. We're supposed to be better. The world is under the control of Satan, and the fallen and the demons. They're living in darkness. They don't have eyes to see unless there's enough light to show them. 2 Corinthians 4, verses 3 and 4. And even if our good news, the gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving so that they may not see the light of the glory of the good news of Messiah, the glory of the gospel who is the image of God. We need to preach the word, teach the word, be ready in season and out. We need to stop being distracted by all these other things that have no eternal value. Philippians 2.15 We are called to be blameless and innocent children in the midst of a crooked, twisted, perverse generation among whom we shine as lights in the world. We have the light of life, and they live in the darkness. So don't expect them to know. Don't condemn them. Don't judge them. They can't see any more than we could see before our eyes were opened. If you don't remember those moments, ask the Holy Spirit to remind you of what it was like to be in bondage, to be in darkness, to be blinded. So don't condemn them. Just shine the light. Show them the way out. 2024 adds up to the number eight. And while I don't always do that, not all numbers have meanings. Let's not get like the new age people. But something about 2024 is different. It feels different. So when I looked at the number, number eight, number of new beginnings, it hit me. A new beginning can be both good and bad. For us, I believe it'll be good. For the remnant, it'll be good. If the church doesn't wake up, the Lord's going to wake you up. So let's awaken on our own. Let's arise from our slumber. You know, we've started a new year according to the Gregorian calendar and I know it's not God's calendar which began on either Rosh Hashanah or if we go way back to the beginning it begins on Passover either way this is the first day of a new year a new day for you to change the way you do things starting in the morning in prayer and praise and reading his word not shotgunning prayers or or just you know taking a quick nibble on the word Start your day with Him. End your day with Him. Talk to Him throughout the day. Make it a year where you are tied in to the kingdom, that you're walking in the Spirit. People all over the world are making resolutions. I remember when I worked at the health club in New York, we counted on that. Well, the business did. We didn't on the gym floor, because that meant a lot of people for a month or two, but then those people would wander away, which they count on, the attrition. If everybody... If everybody showed up who had a membership, they'd shut it down. They'd break health laws, fire laws. But let's not be like that. Let's keep our commitment. Whatever it is you need to do to become what he needs you to be, commit to do it. If you need help, you need prayer, reach out. Go to firefalltalkradio.com, on solomonsporch.org. Find us on social media. If you want to get into an uncompromised, non-watered-down word, Then look for Firefall Talk Radio on any one of the streaming platforms every Wednesday. New Bible study. I won't tickle your ears. I'll tell you what the Lord wants you to hear. But more than that, I believe we're getting ready for His return. The enemy's getting ready too. Let's offer them a hope. Let's offer them a blessed hope. Let's live it. Let's breathe it. Let's walk it, talk it, shining. You know that song, uh, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. But you can't shine if the fire's gone out. You can't shine if the fire's dwindling. You need a fresh wood. That's the word. That's your time with Him. 2024, I believe, is going to be dark. It's going to be a difficult time. Anyone telling you otherwise is tickling your ears and probably looking for an offering. But those of us in the remnant, those of us that have prepared Those of us who listen to the word of the Lord, not enamored by men or women or people up on stage who see the signs and discern them, are getting ready. We're getting ready to set the captives free. You need to decide whose side you're on. Because like I said, I believe the Lord's getting ready to shake things up to see who's on His side. Let me pray for you. Father, I come to you in the name of Yeshua, the name above all names. And I pray for my brother and my sister and the Lord that's listening. Let them get a renewed fervor for you. Remind them of the day they made you Lord of their life. Remind them of what they were like before then. Fill them with your love. Fill them with your compassion, Holy Spirit. Remind them of the Word. Remind them of the Lord. Bring bring him back to mind walk with them and encourage them. And I pray for other brothers and sisters to walk beside them, to lift them up, to hold them up, to stand in the gap for them so that we can do what you need us to do. We can set the captives free, plunder the goods of the enemy, which are people, and make straight the highway for the return of the king. We know you're coming anyway. Whether we do it or not, you're coming. But we're going to do our part. We're going to do what you asked the book of Acts church to do, and they did. And then the enemy got in the mix. We don't want that. We want what they had. We want the fire and the fervor and the love and the passion that they had to shake the world one last time before the return of the king. If this is blessed, you share it. Let us know. I'm glad that I could do this for you. I'm going to do it more in 2024. I said I was going to do it. Before, But something always held me back, and I think it, there was a timing issue. This is the time. It's time to do what he asked us to do. God bless. It's time to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. It, it happened again. I was going to end there. I was going to close out with that and do a short porch light, and the Spirit hit me, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. So let me explain why I played that for you. I have two songs in my head right now. This little light of mine and I got the power. I got the power of the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Oh, boy, you're going to have to bear with me. I wanted to set up the lessons to come. I think 2024 is going to be so important and so specific. I'm not saying I'm going to do a series because I don't like that. I didn't like that when I was a baby Christian. Well, we're going to do a 7 pot series. And then uh, we're going to get out here in time for, you know, Mother Butler's pie or Golden Corral. No, I don't do that. I'm not that guy. But when the spirit has something to say, I'm gonna keep saying it till he's done. It was also meant to inspire and prepare for what's coming, not just on the porch but in the world. Like I'm inspired. It doesn't matter how my body feels, my spirit man is is, is jumping and shadow boxing and ready to go. And and it's not just about teaching though, so we're going to talk about that part. It's about imparting a passion and a fire for the Lord, for the people, for, for the church, that's us, and for the calling. And that calling is the Great Commission. So let's talk about that for a little bit. I don't know how long we'll go, but I know what the Spirit's got plans. So I guess we'll go till he's done. Go with me to Matthew 28, starting verse 16. And then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, to the mountain which Yeshua had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. This is after the resurrection. And Yeshua came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. That's an implied dispensation of authority because you are going in the name, in the power of Abba, Adonai, in the Ruach, Hakodesh. All authority, he says, all power, all rule in heaven and earth has been given to me. I remember he's speaking to the disciples, and, you know, some doubted that it was really him. But he was letting them know, not only is it me, it's a different me. I'm taking this power, the power of a king, and I'm giving it to you. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations. Help the people to learn of me, to believe in me, and obey my words, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything. Everything that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, remaining with you perpetually, regardless of circumstance, and on every occasion, even to the end of the age. The Apostle Paul made it very clear in his writings that all who can't call upon the name of the Lord, all who call upon Yeshua, will be saved. But no one can call on him if they don't believe. And they won't believe unless they hear, and they won't hear unless someone tells them. Romans 1.16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Messiah, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For I am not ashamed of the good news, Paul saying, the good news of Messiah. I won't, I'm not going to shut up. I'm going to tell you. For it's God's power working unto salvation for deliverance from eternal death to everyone who believes with a personal trust and confidence. Surrender and firm reliance to the Jew first and also to the Greek. If you're not ashamed, you'll want everyone to know. That's what you would do. Romans 10, verses 13 through 15. For everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. See, in our new birth, in our change, when we're born again, three impossible things happen that only he can do. The first is to make a man's past, our past, as though it had never been. I've told you I can't remember a lot of what I did before I got saved. And I think the Lord has blocked it from my mind. The second is to make a man make us all over again. And the third is to make us as certain of God as he is of himself. And that's impossible. That cannot happen naturally. But to the children of God, it's supernatural. And what he does... And this is Oswald Chambers speaking. It is impossible for us to be the children of God naturally, to love our enemies, to forgive, to be holy, to be pure. And it is certainly impossible for us to follow God naturally. Consequently, the fundamental fact to recognize is that we must be born again. He goes on to say angels cannot preach the gospel Only beings such as the Apostle Paul and you and I can preach the gospel. That's the Great Commission. Go. Tell them about me. But the Great Commission ties into something called the Great Commandment. And this is revelation for me the Holy Spirit brought to me today. And this is from the HCSB Study Bible. In the Great Commission, Yeshua charges his followers to make disciples of all nations by going to them, winning and baptizing them, and teaching them to obey all he has commanded. And Matthew 22, starting with verse 34. But when the Pharisees, this is the great commandment so that you can understand we talked about the, the Great Commission now let's go to the great commandment Matthew 22 verse 34 when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees they gathered together then one of them a lawyer asked him a question and being the law he taught teacher of the law not a not a court lawyer testing him and saying teacher Rabbi, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Yeshua said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And this is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all all the law and the prophets. So we are taught in the great commandment to love God and to love others, to love our neighbor. Well, consequently, if we follow this out, if we love God, we will obey his commands. And we will strive to see that the whole world worship him. Well, if we love our neighbor, we will want them to have eternal life. So as we imitate Yeshua, the great compassion that characterized his life will shape ours too. Mark 6.34, Yeshua, when he came out, saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion for them, because they were like sheep not having a shepherd. So he began to teach them many things. Compassion moved him to action, to teach them many things. That's what I said. If you if you understand and you have eyes to see and you have a heart to receive, yes, you'll look at the world and be disgusted and you'll be offended and you'll be all those things. But if you're condemning the world, if you're praying for God to destroy them, you've missed the point. They're going to be destroyed anyway. Remember Kingdom Expectation Part 2? There is an expectation that if they don't get saved, if they don't make Yeshua Lord of their life, they're going to be judged. But now we have time. We have time to tell them the truth. To teach them many things. First of all, about him. Yeshua had compassion for the crowds who are like sheep without a shepherd. What a dangerous, dangerous thing for sheep to be is without a shepherd. And we see in Luke 19 when, when he saw Zacchaeus up in the tree and he says, Hey, I'm having lunch with you today. And he came down and he was a tax collector. And by the end of the meal, he had spontaneously stood up and said in repentance, he was going to make it right with everybody. He had done harm, and if he had if he had ripped anybody off, he was going to give it back sevenfold or tenfold. I don't have the actual scripture in front of me. I probably should. And Yeshua's response to what he saw and heard. There was no preaching. There was no gospel. There was no he just the presence of the Lord and the love of Yeshua, and Yeshua said, "Today, salvation has come to this house." Because he also is a son of Abraham. But here's the kicker. Verse 10 of Luke 19. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. He came to seek and save those who were lost. Shouldn't that be our calling? Shouldn't that be our heartfelt desire? Our compassion... Should lead us to go to them, to tell them the good news, and then to disciple them, walk with them when they become believers, to teach them to become leaders, and then help them plant more congregations, more fellowships. That's the sign of a good leader. He turns other people into leaders replicate you know it's amazing and I thought about it and I didn't write it down but it just came back to me there are so many business schemes in the world multi-level things and some of them are legitimate now they're not all schemes but the idea is what oh you tell somebody and they tell somebody and they tell somebody and this thing grows outward and isn't that the gospel I mean, there's no products changing hands in that sense, but the sense is, like I said in in the audio from the video, by the way, which the links are in the description, we do it one person at a time. So many, oh, I want to preach to thousands or hundreds. Man, just get one person saved. The majority of the church hardly ever gets anybody saved in their lifetime. One person at a time and then get them to do one person at a time, and one person at a time, and so on, like that commercial, and so on. And the next thing you know, you've taken a whole city. You've taken a whole nation, one person at a time. That means you can focus on them. You can open your heart to them. You can walk with them. You can care about them and their families. So the last direct command given to the disciples and therefore the church before he ascended into heaven, was this, again, Matthew 28, 19 and 20, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. I'm going to do this with you. I'm going to be there with you. Well, how are you going to do that, Lord? You'll see. That's through the infilling of the Holy Spirit. But the Lord, I don't know, Yeshua gave final instructions before he left, like the parables, the owner, the master, final instructions, and goes away for a while. Go. Tell people about me. And he assured them that he'd be with them every step of the way. He's with you every step of the way. And believers of all generations have embraced this command because it's not called the great suggestion, is it? It's a command. The Great Commission is a commandment. Put your faith in action. That's what he's saying is commanding his followers. Put your faith in action and go do something with it. Go make disciples. Live out your faith as a witness to the world. Because that's what they're looking for. They're looking for someone to live the gospel. Edgar Albert Guest, who was a a British-born American poet of late 1800s, early 1900s, he said, I'd rather see a sermon than hear one any day. I'd rather one should walk with me than merely tell me the way. I was blessed. I was blessed that I had someone willing to walk with me and disciple me and to teach me A lot of people don't have that. They they just share the gospel to get somebody saved. They take them to church, and now the church will take over. That's not what he said. We are the church, not the building, not the congregation, not the fellowship. We are the church. Somebody on uh, Threads, which is Instagram's version of Twitter, said they just lost the church that they had, and they were feeling kind of lost and uh, they were looking for a new one and didn't know what to do. And this is the comment I put, which got a lot of positive reaction. First of all, remember that you, capital Y, you are the church. You're looking for a congregation or fellowship that understands that. Dynamic, living, organic, just like the original church. When you find that, you'll be home. People are looking. They don't know where to find it. And believe me, if I had the ability, I would establish them. That was always the goal in the dream. But obviously, the Lord had other plans. That's what they're looking for. Henry Ward Beecher, a clergyman, social reformer, abolitionist who spoke out against slavery in the 1800s, says If you want your neighbor to know what Christ, what Messiah will do for him, let the neighbor see what Christ has done for you what has messiah done for you and you show them like the other guy said you show them in your behavior and how you handle things and you that you walk the talk that's what makes the great commission and the great commandment work together you do it out of love you do it because of the reason he did it He wasn't looking to start a new religion. He was literally fulfilling an old one, but he was transforming the world, transforming people. Luke 24, starting with verse 44. This is Yeshua again after the resurrection. And he said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the Scriptures. Then he said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Messiah to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And you are a witness of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. And we see that in Acts 1, verses 3 through 9. He says pretty much the same thing before we get to the upper room. Verse 50 of Luke 24, And then he said to them, He led them out. He didn't say anything. I'm saying it. But he led them out as far as Bethany. And he lifted up his hands and he blessed them. Now it came to pass while he blessed them that he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they cried and they moaned and they laid there. No, 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 no. Verse 52. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. That's what This does. That promised infilling that gave them the dunamis power to go. That's what did it. But his very presence and his words inspired them. Hey, I got to tell you about this. You know, when when we were younger, we'd fall in love with somebody, even if it was just for a minute, but we'd fall for somebody. What would we do? We'd want to tell everybody about them. Oh, my goodness, we wouldn't be quiet about them. We'd want to talk to them. We'd talk to them all day. We'd get home and pick up the phone or do whatever. Now you text or you, you do some online thing. But the fact is, you didn't want to stop. You didn't want to stop talking about them. See, the Holy Spirit makes that. Makes us capable of doing that. I'm going to read to you three sections of John, John I'm going to read them as one statement, though. John 14, verses 16 and 17. John 14, 25 and 26. John 16, 17 through 11. 7 through 11, I'm sorry. 17 through 11 would be going backwards. No, 7 through 11. And John 15, 26 and 27. So you know the scriptures. If you have the list, it's easier. This is what the Lord told them. In preparation for what was coming. And he said, I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, a parakletos, that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. That's the abide. These things I've spoken to you while being present with you. But the helper, the Holy Spirit... The Ruach HaKodesh, whom the Father, whom Abba will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance the things that I have said to you. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it's to your advantage that I go away because they didn't want him to go. It's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come... He will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they do not believe in me of righteousness because I go to my father and you see me no more of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. But when the helper comes, whom again, I'll send you from the father, the spirit of truth who proceeds emanates literally from the father. He will testify of me. And you also will bear witness because you've been with me from the beginning. And that message has been passed on and on and on through the power of the infilling of the Holy Spirit. That dunamis power, Vine's Expository Dictionary says dunamis is power, it's ability, it's physical or moral. Excuse me physical or moral, as residing in a person or thing. It's power and action, like the miracles. It occurs 118 times in the New Testament. Gee, it must have been important. Sometimes referring to the miracle of the sign itself. Dunamis, that's the Holy Spirit. That's what's inside of you. If you would just use it. It's like having this... Powerful flashlight, you never turn it on. What's the point? There's no point. See, one person can introduce another to Yeshua by the way they live, by the atmosphere of their life. But there are a thousand out there who can only talk words, phrases, terminology about him. Oswald Chambers goes on to say, people say that it's so hard to bring Jesus Christ, Jesus the Messiah, and present him before the lives of men today. Of course it's so hard. It's impossible except by the power of the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. That's what Yeshua was talking about. Erwin W. Lutzer, preacher and evangelist, says, Christianity spread rapidly. Listen to this quote. Christianity spread rapidly during the first century, that's the book of Acts Church, because all Christians, all believers, saw themselves as responsible for disseminating the gospel. And then Hasatan came along and took over the church and created cemeteries, seminaries who decided who could do that and who couldn't. Hey, hey, you sit down, stop talking, stop preaching the word, put your Bible away, we're going to do it for you. No. Tell people about Yeshua. Tell them. Let your light so shine before men so that you glorify the works of the Father. You see, the great commission cannot be fulfilled without the Holy Spirit present. And because the Holy Spirit is present, the great compassion, the love for these people, for the lost, for the dying, for the demonically bound is a byproduct of our love for the Lord. If you would just receive that and put it into action one person at a time. I'm not telling you to have the, mem- the, the scriptures memorized, although by now they should be in you. All you have to do is say, you know what? Tell them about what Jesus has done for you. That's all. Just tell them. Tell them. Because in 2024, as I've already said, and we'll talk about it in the weeks to come, I know what the Lord has shown me. I've had the dreams, I've had the visions, I've had the experiences and the manifestations. There's some people giving out words, oh, the enemy's going to be stopped at every turn and everything's going to be great and prosperity this and that. They must read a different Bible than I do. The closer we get to the end, the more the enemy acts out and is empowered. But the darker it gets, the more we shine. So I say to you in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, let it shine. Turn the light on. Help people find their way home. Father, thank you. Thank you for the ability to do this. It ran out just as we were done. But that's how good you are. You will finish the work, the good work that you've begun in us until the Lord comes back. Finish that work, Lord. Finish that work in the porch. Finish that work in Firefall. Finish it in SRT. Finish it in me and my brothers and all that are a part of this ministry. Finish it, Lord, in the In the church, in your body, those that know who they are in you, that are willing to stand up and shine. Finish the work, Lord. Help us. Give us the provision. Give us the ability. But more than that, Holy Spirit, burn. Burn in me. Let the fire of the Ruach HaKadosh, the Holy Spirit, burn in me. Let it burn in each one of my brothers and sisters. Let it burn in your children. Take the dross. Take anything that's left over of the old man, the old woman. Take it away. Change us. Let my brothers and sisters right now who are listening know, first of all, that you love them, and two, that you're with them even to the end of the age. And give them the confidence and give them the excitement about that blessed hope to give hope to others. And I pray all these things in the name above all names. In the name of my Lord, in the name of my Savior, in the name of the one I love so dearly. In Yeshua's name. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord, may Adonai, make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord, Adonai Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah, lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace, give you shalom. I'm Richard Gunn. This has been The Porch on Firefall Talk Radio.